See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. Hello, hello, all you out there in podcast listener land. This is Slow Robot Go Go. Show number lucky 13. So what am I going to do for show 13? Well, I'll tell you. I'm going to start the crap storm that is a top 10 list. Now, recently, oh, I'm sorry, coming to you from the, this is a Mal coming to you from the land of K-pop and broken dreams. Okay, so, not so much the broken dreams, just a rough week. All right, now, just recently, I saw the movie High Fidelity. That's right, it took me this long to see the movie High Fidelity. It always looked like one of those schlocky, romantic comedies that I avoid, like the plague, so I didn't watch it. Well, when you have five channels of English um, programming, you just pretty much watch whatever's on. And one night, um, High Fidelity came on. Now, I don't know, I didn't, I didn't intentionally like avoid this movie, but I never like sought it out either. Um, with my love for vinyl records, and I do love my vinyl records, um, I'm surprised I didn't seek it out, but I didn't know enough about the movie. You know, I just kind of never really looked into it, assumed it was one of those romantic comedies, and moved on in life. This, well, I saw it, and I enjoyed it a lot. I actually, um, you know, I, if I get the chance to see it again, I would love to, uh, because I, um, I didn't see the beginning of it, and I was kind of fading in and out a little bit. But that gave me, um, I started thinking of my own personal top ten list, top five list, because the premise is there's just a bunch of, you know, uh, music nerds hanging out in a, in a record shop discussing top tens or top five greatest breakup songs, top five, blah, blah, blah. So, and, and um, the main character is breaking the fourth wall and discussing with the audience his top five breakups of all time, because he's... Uh, romantically challenged. So, my little pea brain said, hey, you know what? Instead of doing that, uh, the other movie I was going to do this week, which I can't even remember what I was going to do. Uh, sorry, brain dead. Instead of doing that movie, I'll do a top ten list. Um, and these, I love top ten lists, but these always result in pretty much a shitstorm, you know. So, as the internet says, I'll be in before shitstorm by doing this list. And uh, I'm going to do, do you a solid, because I'm always looking to go the extra mile, and mine's going to be the top 11 list. Yes. Top 11 um, greatest sci-fi movies that uh, of all time in the world ever, ever. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying this is my top 10 list. Um, I am encouraging anyone listening to please email me with your top 10 and think about it, you know, and send me your top 10 and, and also what you agree with or disagree with from my top 10, or I'm sorry, top 11. Um, please email me at zenbone at hotmail.com and just 
put the topic thread at, or you know, put the subject line as uh, top ten list or greatest sci-fi, blah blah blah. Um, well, I'll just get into them because I, I mean, there's a whole bunch of rules, you know, that I some didn't make the list because they were in, they were predominantly other categories, you know. Um, Ghost in the Shell is one of my all-time favorite movies in ever, and it, so is Akira. But I, but they're anime. You know, and Mad Max is a very cool movie, but I don't really consider that sci-fi. You know, so a lot of movies I didn't include because they were more of a different genre. Yes, there was sci-fi elements in them, but, you know, by and large, they didn't make the cut because of that reason. Okay, well... Um, I'm going to go ahead and do start with... The, these. These are rated... You know, my lowest to highest. I also want to stress that I could have made a top 200 list of sci-fi movies, and in my estimation, they'd all be awesome. So just because something is in my honorable mention list at the end of this show, or number 11, by no means uh, is it a bad movie. In fact, you know, literally my top 50 sci-fi movies are probably the most... my most beloved movies ever, you know. But... I can't justify, you know, putting some of the movies that I love on a top ten list because they're, they're horrible B-movies, but I love them for whatever reason. Okay, coming in at number 11 of my top 11 sci-fi movies ever. Close Encounters of the Third Time from 1977. Um, you know, really, what can I say about this? This is one of those movies, um, when it came out, uh, I was young. I was uh, seven or eight years old when we saw it. Um, and this was one that my family went to see in a, in a drive-in movie theater, you know. This was one of those movies that was iconic and cool. And it, it came around at a time when we... It made us love space again, you know. there was, Of course, you know, obviously Star Wars and, and that type of thing. There was also The Black Hole, which didn't make my list, but I love The Black Hole, you know. These movies, they made America... And I think for some part, the world love space again. You know, there was periods in time when we were enamored with space travel. This is, right now, we're at one of the lowest points ever, you know. Um, but, yeah. So, Close Encounters makes a list because it was great. Um, Richard Dreyfus making mashed potato mountains and acting like a goof. And uh, the love for space, again, gives, gives it the nod for number 11. Now, number 10... Earth versus Flying Saucers from 1956. This one makes the list because it's it's pretty much just drenched with pop culture and it's a cult powerhouse, you know. This is one of those and well and also like, you know, just the name of this movie in itself is it, it has to be on the list just because of how cool the name is. Um I think it's a very it's a really well-made, really awesome movie. You know, I didn't think... I thought it was going to be the usual schlock, and I put it in, and I watched it, and I was, like, blown away by it. So, okay, number ten is Earth versus the Flying Saucers. And number nine, Robinson Crusoe on Mars from 1964. Now, anyone that listened to my review of that movie knows that I have a man crush on it, Um I just really can't say enough good about this movie. I, it's the little engine that that shouldn't, but it did. 
and I, I just love it. It has a message. It has great acting. You know, I really didn't know if they were going to make it, and that's not that's a rare thing in a movie. <laughs> you know, when when you're watching it and you and you all of a sudden you're like suspense because you're like they might they're not going to make it. You know, um, so Robinson Crusoe on Mars is my number nine slot, and I do love it. Um, but obviously going up against some of the powerhouses that are coming up on this list, I can't justify anything higher than a nine. Okay, number eight. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Now, this is one of the first ones that on the list that has more than one uh, incarnation of it. I'm going with the original, the 1956. I think both are very good, because it was done again in 1978. Um, I tend to stick to the originals. I don't know why. I just think... Uh, I just enjoy the originals. Usually I enjoy the originals more. Um, in, the, in this case, both are good. I went with the 1956 Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Um, I don't know. It's just one of those... It, the whole time there's a lot of suspense and, and real you know, paranoia and suspense throughout the entire film. You know, It's just great from start to finish. So number eight is the Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Number seven... The Thing. <laughs> from I'm choosing the 1982 version. This and now I, I I like how I just said oh I always stick with the originals and then I didn't choose the original. So sorry, I'm dumb. So the Thing from 1982. I I think there's been three of these. Um, I think the original was the Thing from Outer Space, but that is generally called the Thing. So and yeah. Um, I have to have John Carpenter on this list somewhere. I love John Carpenter's films. I and if he wasn't on this list somehow, I would be sad. So, um, you know, I loved I loved everything about that this movie. You know, I loved the setting and I loved the just everything, you know. So, the thing from 1982 is makes my number 7. Now, the shocker of all shockers is number 6. Um, well, no, there's more to come, but this one is kind of shocking in that Star Wars is in at number six. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying some of these I'm judging by franchise as a whole. I'm not going to pick out one Star Trek. I'm not going to pick out one Star Wars, you know. Um, so Star Wars as a franchise, as an incomplete story, is in at number six. Um, this was very tough. Because I am very much a Star Wars fanboy. Um, I growing up, I wanted to be a Sith Lord, and Darth Vader was and always will be my beacon of hope and my who I want to be when I grow up. So, how did this slip down to number six? Well, I'm sure all of you are shaking your head because you know what's coming. Jar Jar. That's what happened. That's what made this sixth. I I don't hate the newer ones. But I don't love them like I love the older ones. Um, the whole story from start to finish is a great one. The, you know, I liked every film. I didn't dislike any film. I know there's like a lot of people that really hated it, but like some of the newer ones. But I don't, I don't hate them. Um, Jar Jar was annoying, and, and I hated him. And um, so he's responsible for like two two position drops just just in him. Um, I think the there was too much of a gap between the old and the new. 
new ones, and also different times. Um, when the original ones came out, it was the 70s and early 80s, and again, we were enamored with space. We loved it. It was something so incredible. If you weren't, if you didn't see the like like kids growing up now that watch the old ones are probably like these are dumb. They don't. I mean, you, if you don't understand the cultural significance of these the first three Star Wars movies, you know, then you just will never get it. But yeah, so it pains me, but I put Star Wars as number six. Now number five, I you I put in um, Forbidden Planet. Forbidden Planet is. A really, really solid, great, well-produced, well-done sci-fi movie. I, I believe it was an MGM release, you know. And it was Leslie Nielsen. Uh, he was he 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 had a great part. And Anne Francis was the love interest. You know, this was one of those movies that was just great from start to finish. I I love it. So I would definitely, and had, well, of course, you know, Robbie the Robot. So I think it was Robbie the Robot, right? Yeah, Robbie the Robot. So I, sometimes I mix up, like, names, uh, the robot names. So I wanted to verify, yes. So Forbidden Planet from 1956 is one of those really, really great movies. I would definitely suggest, you know, top five for sure, but I would definitely suggest going out and seeing it, if you haven't already. Okay, my number four. Terminator from 1984. This is another one where I'm saying the original Terminator, but I'm as a whole, the whole timeline, the whole franchise, definitely a number four slot. Um, I am, I really love the Terminator um, franchise. I loved the very first one. It was supposed to be some cheesy B movie, and it just hit, and it was just great. Everything about it. And then the second one, T2, um, is regarded as one of the best sci-fi classics ever. And, and even the, the the later ones, I loved them. You know, I, I, I don't care. Like, they're kind of one of those that I forgive some of the dumbness because I do love them so much. I love the Terminators. Like, the I like I, the entire premise and the story is always to me it's so great and so like when you when you're watching them you know you kind of know where it's heading or you know where it's going but sometimes you don't think of it you know and it's just really cool and it's well written they're always well written even the, the ones that are like lower on the tiers I still think they're well written you know so overall Terminator coming in at number four I'm I'm gonna say Terminator one because I, I was a freaking I love that movie but um my, the only thing that I didn't like about the original Terminator was I thought the ending was kind of like, okay. You know, like, it it kind of drug on a little long for me. It felt a little long for me, but I didn't mind it because it was still so cool. Okay, number three, Aliens. This is one I was, re- was kind of thinking, should I go with Alien, the original? You know, and no, in space, no one can hear you scream. Or aliens, because I'm gonna stay away from the franchise tag on this one, just because um, some of the wacky shenanigans and goings on nowadays with Alien versus Predator and uh, Ping Pong Champion, and you know, Alien versus Predator, Frat Boy Row Beer Pong Challenge, 
those aren't things. Anyway, I went with Aliens from 1986. Um, and that was a very tough choice. <laughs> I just thought Aliens, kind of like the character development was on a higher level. You know, you'd already we'd already been introduced to a lot of a lot of the concepts, a lot of the things, and then the second one they really kind of gave us more. You know, it was like you're sitting there and you're like, oh, you know, now this makes not makes more sense, but I mean, you know how how they're going to react and you know how things are going to work. So it was, I just really, I really loved Aliens. That's one I have all, I have the first three, I think I have the first three on Laserdisc and they're all like Criterion Laserdisc treatments and they are just awesome. You know, I have a few, I have a few doubles like where I have them on Laserdisc and on DVD um, and that's one where I think uh, I, I prefer the Laserdisc version, if you can believe it. So, yes, Aliens comes in at number three. Number two, Godzilla, the original Japanese version from 1954. This one almost didn't make the list um, because of my disclaimer for I didn't know if this should be more of a monster movie or included in sci-fi. Um... I included it with the sci-fi. I don't. I don't even know why I did. Mostly in my little pea brain, sci-fi equals space and space exploration and stuff like that. And there is, there has been some Godzilla, you know, fighting space monsters and stuff like that. But they, they, you know, mostly it takes place on on in Tokyo. But I, I felt like I wanted to include it. Um, Godzilla is. Boy, I'm, I'm like drenching the love and I love and I love, but I mean, anyone that knows me knows that Godzilla has and always will be one of my all-time favorite um, movies, characters, premises, everything, you know. If I could build a gigantic Godzilla that was like 100 feet in the air and like live in it, I would, and I would have like its eyes shoot lasers and its fins would like heat up and that would be my like my water heater. I've thought about that too much. Anyway, I love uh, Godzilla. I I don't hate the American version. No, no, no. Not the American Godzilla movie from the 90s. I meant... See, what happened was they released Godzilla. And it was, um, you know, in Japan. And then they, like, kind of cut in some scenes with Raymond Burr. And re, you know, re-edited it. And then they released it to the American public. Now, I don't hate the American version. I do prefer the Japanese version because there's more of a love triangle going on. There's a little bit more... Uh, the characters are a little bit more deep. See, like, it, they didn't really know how it was going to float in America, so they kind of just hacked it up through Raymond Burren, who was a decent enough star at the time, and said, you know, let's see if this, you know, if this bird hunts. And they threw it out there, and there you go, and... It worked, so they were like, "Yay!" Because uh, more money. But the original one and the Japanese version is much um, uh, is is much deeper, much a better story. The the story makes more sense. American version story doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. And I know arguing storyline in a Godzilla movie is kind of like putting your tongue against a fan and turning it on. It's kind of dumb. But there are some a lot of um, subtext and there is a lot of um, there's a lot going on in these movies I know most people just look at them as a guy in a rubber suit jumping around on a, on um, a fake Tokyo and yes that is part of it 
but there is a lot more than meets the eye to the to any of the Godzilla movies, and the original the original one is both awesome, awe-inspiring, and great. So that's my number two. Can anyone out there guess what my number one is? Wait for it. Pausing. Pausing. I know everyone's thinking Blade Runner. Nope. Two thousand one. Nope. Yeah, I'm gonna get crap for those. Okay. My number one is The Day the Earth Stood Still. Of course, the original. Oh my god, of course, the original. Um, I was appalled that they made the remake. Whatever. I watched it. Just Okay, moving on. The Day the Earth Stood Still is my favorite sci-fi. And depending on what day you ask me, my number one movie of all time. It's a movie that I watch over and over and over again. I make time to watch that movie... At, at minimum two times a year, every year, always. It kind of... I don't know. It is, it's an examination of humankind. It's an examination of what of us uh, pointing out we're kind of stumbling around being idiots when there's higher more things at work. I, I, can't, I don't even really know what I love about the movie. I wish the movie would come true, you know. To be honest, I really wish a big gort would come down here and they'd say, listen, you know, clean up your act, all of you get along, or the big babysitter from the sky is going to come down here and put some ass whooping on you. Because that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold, I mean, gort says so. That will never happen, but I, the original is well written, the original is the the actors are great, you know. Even the scene like when they're in the kitchen and they're the obvious characters, like, you, you, like it was just like a kind of a, a quick quick little scene to establish that some of the people were scared and some of the people were paranoid and some of the people thought they were commies and some of the people were well, let's wait and see. You know, there was the logic factor included. Even that small little scene established so much and gave it so much heart and so much depth. So. Yeah. My overall number one is The Day the Earth Stood Still. Now, I know that there's a lot of omissions from this list, and that's where I'm going to get into the honorable mention section of this podcast. I should probably drop a song in here because I've been talking for 22 minutes, and I'm sure even some folks that know me at the Widget Factory are going to be like, oh my god, why doesn't he shut up? I don't shut up, but you know what I'm saying. All right, so I'm going to drop in a quick little song. Um, and then I'll come back with my honorable mentions and some of the omissions from the top 11 and why. Because, like, as I pointed out, there's a couple real heavy hitters that are one or two on everyone else's list that didn't make mine, and I have reasons for it. Okay, I'll be right back.
All right, thank you very much. That was The Ghastly Ones with Robot Atomica. I figured that would be very um, fit our theme of top 11 sci-fi movies, because most of them have robots, because robots make everything cool. In case you were wondering, the answer is yes. Anything drank out of an Asahi um, ceramic beer mug does taste better. Okay, so now on to the honorable mention section. Um, I'm going to start by saying the first one on my honorable mention, these are in no really partic- no particular order, just kind of how they came to my mind. Star Trek. Now, I love Star Trek. I love, I'm, I like Star Wars a bit more, but not that much more. Um, I think there has been some really great Star Trek movies. There's been a couple that are like, eh, you know, go save a whale, whatever. I'm like, mm, that's what knocked them from the top 11. There are some that I think are some of the greatest movies ever made. That that la- that last one where they kind of um, I forget where they not reset the series. Reimagined? Who cares? They basically they they brought it into the newest generation without having to like change who Captain Kirk is and everything. Awesome, it's freaking great. When I heard that Siler, the guy who plays Siler from Heroes, was gonna be Spock, I'm like ew. And then I saw him, and I was like, oh my god, he was so awesome. So yeah, Star Wars or Star Trek. I have a lot of love for it, just couldn't make the top 11. Okay, the most controversial from my top 10, Blade Runner. Again, I enjoy Blade Runner. I enjoy the hell out of Blade Runner. Um, But that movie can't decide what ending it wants. That movie can't decide what kind of freaking... It can't decide what it wants to show me. There's a new cut every freaking year. There's like a briefcase edition and a... You know, and the, uh, uh, we found this in a gutter, and and this one was found under a rock. Let's put this one out. Give me a break. You know, I I loved it. I wasn't man crushish on it. Like a lot of people are, like over the top. Like it's the greatest thing ever. Kind of like the Matrix. They, like there's like a cult following to it. I don't get it. I love the movie. It's gr- I mean, it's a fun movie. It's a great movie. I don't need seven different versions of a movie, and I also don't need that. Thing so that didn't make my top eleven. Two thousand and one, Space Odyssey. Wow, I I have a tr- I have trouble making it through that movie. Is it cool? Yes. Is it is is this you know is it shot beautifully and it grand sweeping you know s- views? Of course. It's also boring as shit to me. I can't make it. And I want to make I want to love it so much, and I just can't. So, 2001, honorable mention. One that might surprise many, Starman. <laughs> I don't know why I love that movie, but I just love that movie. You know, it's, um, it's very 80s, and um, I don't know what I can tell you. Jeff Bridges makes that movie so fun. And so, it's just awesome. I mean, his acting alone. Just, you watch it and you I, I like laugh. It makes, it, sometimes I find myself smiling at his being goofy. And, you know, that's right, Jenny Hayden, Jennifer Hayden, or whatever he calls her. You know, he calls her different, I can't remember what he calls her. Anyway, it's touching. It's great. Great performances. So, Starman actually gets, um, 
gets the honorable mention list. Um, Serenity. Um, very fun movie. Has B-movie written all over it, but there's just enough there to, to make you like it. Uh, love, lovable characters, funny characters, even the ones that are gratingly annoying, you find yourself, you don't hate them, you know. It's a good movie. Um, I was surprised there wasn't more. I know it was a, there was the, the TV show Firefly. I, I kind of, I saw that as maybe being a, um, a franchise. And, and I, I think it wanted to be, and it just couldn't make it. Okay, next one for honorable mention, E.T. Okay, aside from the guns being reissued as CB's fiasco, um, which really pisses me off, um, I hate when directors go back and like tinker with things and add things and change things, and this was one of them, where the, the FBI agents were running around with guns, you know, like the FBI does, and at some point they tamed it down to the PC version of them carrying flashlights. Lame. That automatically bumps you. That movie was also a little bit too cutesy for me. I loved it when I saw it, and if you ever go back and watch it, you're going to be like, eh, yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, that one is one that made the honorable mention. Now, <laughs> the next four are like, I like, love the next four. Total Recall. Total Recall is just straight up awesome. All joking aside, for some reason, I can never remember the name of that damn movie. I just can't. Like, I see the whole movie. I can see shot by shot. I can't remember the name of of Total Recall, usually. And it's not being funny or being a joke. I don't know why that name doesn't work with me, but for some reason, that name in my little, um, you know... 16k brain doesn't click. I love it, and you know, get your astomas and and now there's a there's a death metal band called um, um Austrian Death Machine, which every song is sung like by Arnold's like he the the singer pretends he's Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I listen to that over and over because I love it, and so yeah, it makes me think of Total Recall more. Um, next one, Mars Attacks, funny movie. I think Mars Attacks is, without a doubt, one of the most misunderstood and underrated movies of all time. The acting is insane, it's funny, it's satirical, it's deep, and it's poking fun at everything it should. How that movie did not gross a bajillion dollars and make everyone's top ten list is beyond me, because, well, it didn't make my top ten list, but you understand what I'm saying. It was just misunderstood, and I... I don't know why. I don't know if it came out at the wrong time, or I don't know if they just marketed it wrong. Mars Attacks is one that you really should go watch again if you watched it once and went, eh. Or if you haven't ever seen it, go see it. You'll become a Slim Whitman fan, and you're going to laugh your ass off. There's just too much right about that movie to make it wrong. Okay. Next one is going to fall under that wow, that's campy version of uh, Honorable Mention. Logan's Run. Now, there's a lot wrong with Logan's Run, but there it is so... The premise is cool. The... Even, like, the set designs, I think what that movie suffers from is, it, is it's... It's so 70s. Like, 
the feathered hair and the, the jumpsuits. Everything screams, we just listened to Sticks for an hour and smoked weed, and now we're going to make a movie. That's what Logan run, Logan's Run screams of, but there's a lot there. It's a great movie. The last... Oh, no, there's two more. I'm sorry. Um, Angry Red Planet. Um, it's one of those funny B-movies that I can watch over and over again. The spider space spider monster thing is funny enough that I can watch. I I can sit through an hour of a movie just to see that that space spider vampire goblin Dracula thing. I don't even know what to call it. It's like they took the the spider from uh, Gilligan's Island that one Gilligan's Island episode and they just like they 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 did acid and they took that spider and they were like what can we do man and then they just went nuts. A oh, bat. There's also a bat parts in there. Okay, so Angry Red Planet, and then finally the last one in my honorable mention of this. I know I'm running a little bit long here. Sorry, everyone. I I, I do I love lists. You know I want people to send me as many lists as they can because I want I want more lists. The last one is Fantastic Voyage. You know it's just crazy enough to work. It's got Donald Pleasance in it. Which, any movie with Donald Pleasance in it is awesome. And it's also a pretty much just a reason to see Raquel Welsh floating around in a bikini. And that's really the only reason to make a movie I need ever. So, that is it for my top 11 with honorable mentions. To recap, number 11, Close Encounters. Number 10, Earth vs. the Flying Saucers. Number nine, where am I on this list? Oh my god, I'm lost already. Robinson Crusoe on Mars. Number eight, Invasion of the Body Snatchers from 1956. Number seven, The Thing from 1982 with all kinds of John Carpenter love. Number six, Star Wars, the franchise. Um, not the name of the franchise, the franchise Star Wars. Okay, number five, Forbidden Planet from 1956. Number four, we have Terminator from 1984, but I'm kind of calling it the whole franchise. Um, number three, Aliens from 1986. Number two, of course, Godzilla from 1954. And number one, as always, my almost always number one, The Day the Earth Stood Still. Um, that's my top ten, or my top eleven. Please send me your lists. Tell me what you think of my top eleven. Um, maybe I forgot some. Maybe we could uh, do a follow-up version. I know my co- my cohort, Val, will probably have some really interesting ones to add to the list. I'm hoping that Dan and um, Houston and some of my other friends out there chime in with some of theirs. Um, and also, the almighty Gooberzilla has the most extensive movie knowledge of anyone, and I would love to hear his list as well. Okay, this is Mal signing off. Thanks for listening, and I hope you go out and watch every one of my top 11. So again, please send me um, send your lists or comments to zenbone at hotmail.com. Um, please tell your friends or make sure you're checking out the website if you're hearing this um, via iTunes or Podcast Pickle or whatever else. Uh, the the website is slowrobotagogo.wordpress.com. And if you want to check out uh, all my trials and tribulations, a lot of tribulations. You can check out my travel blog um, from my year here in Korea at kimchiagogo.wordpress.com. 
I look forward to hearing from you all, and I'll see you again next time. And I think next time, what am I going to do next time? I already had it picked out. Oh, uh, yeah, Space Master X7. So that will be my next one. I've already screened it and done all the, the work for it. I just I wanted to get to a list before that. I don't know why. I, like I said, i got a wild hair up my ass to get a list going. So, All right, there you go. Enjoy, and I hope to hear from you soon. Marshall, Will, and Holly On a routine expedition Met the greatest earthquake ever known High on the rapids It struck their tiny raft And plunged them down a thousand feet below To the land of the lost To the land of the lost